the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager, and it is a Monday, and I hope you had a good weekend. Amazing how fast the weeks go. I've, I have philosophized on that for many years. Welcome, indeed, to the program. Yesterday was the 21st anniversary of 9-11. If you were an adult at the time and you are living today, which I take as a given, since if you were not, you would probably not be hearing me, you remember a very different America. I mean so different that it is hard to believe what has transformed, been transformed in the last few years. I have such vivid recollections of high school kids selling American flags. I bought an American flag, a very small one in fact, from a girl, I'll never forget this, to think that she's today in her late 30s is, a, is remarkable, for $20. I just wanted to support kids selling American flags. So vivid a recollection. There was a sense of patriotism that is now nostalgia with regard to half of America. The American flag is, doesn't fly on many college campuses. It's a symbol of imperialism, capitalism, racism on many college campuses. Country that has given more people of more backgrounds freedom and affluence than any country in the history of the world. Its flag is declared what I just told you. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my God. How did that happen? Well, let me give you a story from today to, that might help explain how that happened. Because you will, you should ask, how did that happen? How did the story that I am about to report to you happen? The Connecticut Department of Public Health has removed the words "mother" and "father" from all medical paperwork surrounding childbirth. Mothers are now the birth parent, and fathers the non-birth parent. There's actually a copy of it. Wow. Here, let me read to you. This is from the Connecticut Department of Health. Proof of pregnancy. 
notarized affidavits from two adults, either other than the birth parent or the non-birth parent. A signed and dated report from a practitioner or clinic that provided postpartum care to the birth parent within 24 hours of the birth. Proof of birth. All of the following are required. A notarized affidavit by the birth parent attesting to the date, time, and place of the live birth. And then proof of residency. Mortgage statement or lease agreement which includes birth parent's name and address. Utility bill showing birth parent's name and address. Birth parent's driver's license. Birth parent's name and address. Birth parent's for name and address on a checking deposit account slip. Birth parent's voter registration. And so on. What do you think? So here's, here, you know what I think. But what is perhaps more important is that nobody knows about this. Especially the liberals in your family. Forget the leftists. They may know about it because they're the activists here. I don't believe that a single relative of mine, wonderful people, my extended family, all who voted for Joe Biden, I'll bet not a single one knows about this in Connecticut, even though they live next door to Connecticut. They don't know. You think the New York Times will report this? It is interesting. Google this. It's. I know. I wonder if it's anywhere. I, I, that's the. Of course, it's not in the New York Times. The New York Times banner, all the news that fit to print, is as big a lie as the Washington Post. Democracy dies in darkness. That's not a lie. It just has nothing to do with the Washington Post, which provides darkness. That's that's a classic example of telling you what it does and then attacking it. <laughs> Connecticut. So the, the question is, how do they get away with it? Do you think even if the voters of Connecticut who elected Richard Blumenthal as a as a senator. That my producer says that's all you need to know. Okay, so then that that it just adds to my the point I want to make. If the voters of Connecticut had a, a referendum on this issue, should mother and father be dropped from birth certificates or birth announcements? medical paperwork surrounding childbirth, should the mother be removed in favor of birth parent? What do you think Connecticut voters would vote? I think they'd vote against it. Yeah, I think they'd vote against it too. So when you folks get annoyed with me, and I understand your annoyance, interestingly, but it's wrong, when you get annoyed with me for showing the difference for declaring the difference between liberal and left, that's a perfect example. Liberals wouldn't vote to remove the word mother 
from medical paperwork surrounding childbirth, birthing parent, you're sick. These people are sick. And they're making the society sick. Almost every day I talk about the, the war on sexual distinction or gender distinction, to use the contemporary verbiage. I, I first started talking about the war on differences in the 1980s. I wrote about it. It is in print. I knew we were headed to hell on earth, to a world of chaos. And indeed we are. It has been achieved. So you, you know what you wonder? What's next? Because this was, mo- most people would not have predicted this. You won't use the word mother in medical paperwork in a, an entire state with regard to birth? Give me a break. Well, other states will follow, undoubtedly. The Northeast is is in trouble. The West Coast is in trouble. Karen Bass has a double-digit lead for mayor of of Los Angeles. Do the people who vote for her care about Los Angeles? I live here. That's the question I would only pose. Do you care about Los Angeles? It is not possible to vote for a Democratic mayor in any big city and care about your city. You can think you do, obviously. Everybody thinks of themselves as having wonderful inclinations. But it is not possible to ask the question, what is good for my city, and vote for a Democrat for mayor. If you love Chicago, do you really want a Democratic mayor? Country is committing suicide before our eyes. This wonderful, free, prosperous, humane, decent country. Well, that's part of my theory, as you know. Secularism plus affluence equals boredom. And that leads to leftism. I need meaning in my life. So I will rename mother's birthing parent. The Fed is unstable. Interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're relocating and need to buy a new home or invest in real estate, get fully underwritten and approved with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at Sierra Pacific Mortgage before you make an offer. Their fast-track approval process will allow you to compete with cash offers, whether you're buying today, tomorrow, or a year from now. 
Even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, supply chain issues, and limited construction means the real estate market is limited and competitive. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com right now. Get fully approved today and have confidence so that when you're ready to buy, you'll have the money ready to go. Don't wait. Go to andrewandtodd.com. Lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Hey, by the way, I have news here. So what what night is, uh, what is Rosh Hashanah? What night is that? September what? It's in two weeks? So the Jewish high holy days, the holiest days of the Jewish calendar are coming about. For the 15th year in a row, I am conducting major services once again and it was such it's been such a success that I continue it whether you're a Jew or not and obviously Jews should know about this because so many synagogues have been taken over by the woke and the experience is is anti-religious is actually an un-Jewish experience in many synagogues as it is an un-Christian experience in many churches so if you want to see it, it's being streamed live. Go to DennisPrager.com. Just go to my website and click on the banner to either attend in person and bring your kids. I promise they will find it fascinating. I explain everything. The whole thing is made truly meaningful. The music is sublime. It's, it's quite remarkable stuff. Go to DennisPrager.com and click on the High Holy Days banner to either attend in person or have it streamed through Salem. Okay. I'm trying to bring you meaningful, uplifting stuff, folks. Use it. We need it badly. Really badly. It's ultimately a religious battle that is taking place. Even secular conservatives are acknowledging that. That that's what this is about. Hey, I'd like to tell you about some heroes. Some doctors who have stepped up. Epic Times reports a team of nine experts from Harvard, Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins and other top universities has published research about the efficacy and safety of the COVID-19 vaccines and why mandating vaccines for college students is unethical. The thought that you would allow your your young that your your yeah, your young son or daughter to get vaccinated because college requires it. I understand the dilemma you face cuz you you believe that that college is going to add so much to your son or daughter's ultimate economic well-being i understand that but it's not worth it if enough parents said we're not we're not funding you sick colleges they're sick anyway this is truly unethical is is an understatement it immoral the 50-page study published by the social science research network analyzed cdc and industry sponsored data on vaccine adverse events 
and concluded that mandates for COVID-19 boosters for young people may cause 18 to 98 actual serious adverse events for every COVID-19 infection-related hospitalization theoretically prevented. Hmm. So the ratio is between 18 and 98. It's gigantic, obviously. I understand. They, they can't. They're honest enough to say we can't give you a precise number. But it is 18 to 98 more likely that your child will be hospitalized because of the vaccine than because of COVID. That's what they're saying. The paper is co-authored. Listen to who wrote this paper. For those of you who say, follow the science, so how do you determine which scientists to follow? Well, I'll tell you this. If you knew about all the scientists who dissent, you'd really be in trouble. But you think this is reported in the New York Times? I, I would tell you if it is. I will check it. I doubt it. The paper is co-authored by Dr. Stefan Baral, an epidemiology professor at Johns Hopkins University, surgeon Martin McCary, yeah, of course we know him. Yeah. MD, a professor at Johns Hopkins, known for his books exposing medical malfeasance, and Dr. Vinayak Prasad, a hematologist-oncologist, professor at the US UCSF Department of Epidemiology. Wow. He's a professor at the University of California, San Francisco? Let's have him on just just to give him a, a remote hug. Talk about lonely. He's the author of over 350 academic and peer-reviewed articles. Among this team is a high-profile international expert who authored this paper, perhaps the most notable, is Salman Keshavji, MD, PhD. He is director of the Harvard Medical School Center for Global Health Delivery and a professor at Harvard Medical School. The study points out that students at universities in America, Canada, Mexico are being told they must have a third dose of the vaccines against COVID-19 or be disenrolled. They believe this is unethical. It is not worth your gambling with your child's health to obey these colleges. I'm sorry. The Dennis Prager Show. My Pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale and Giza Dream bed sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. 
They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager. Or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code Prager. I'm Dennis Prager. The last call of the last hour, man asked me, man who obviously differed with me, that's why I took his call, and he said, do you believe that the, that the last presidential election was honest? And I said, I don't know. And he thought that was worthy of mockery, which is fine. And it is an interesting question. The question is not what do I think, but what do I do? Have I in any way argued that we should not regard Joe Biden as President of the United States? No, I have not. It's a sort of totalitarian question wherein people judge you by what you think, not by what you do. It's a remarkable thing. If you don't think there was no cheating, you are dismissible. The Democrats have cheated in many elections, and they had reason to cheat. They had moral reason. They thought they were stopping a fascist. The number of Democrats who believe that that Donald Trump is a fascist is in the, is in the tens of millions. He governed for four years. The country lost no freedoms. It's like it didn't happen. Four years of his presidency didn't happen. You would think that there would be the practice of autocracy during the four years he was actually president, but it didn't happen. And I'm supposed to believe he's a fascist? But Joe Biden, who rules by decree, like like mandates for vaccines, this man, this, this man, and what is the latest? Oh, yes, student debt. Yeah. You suckers who paid off your debt. Joe Biden and the Democrats have contempt for you. You idiot. Taught your kid to work hard and pay off a debt, or you paid off a debt. Democrats regard you as a fool. There's so much more autocracy under the Democrats than under the Republicans, but they call the Republicans fascists. Anyway, what's the difference? What I think. It is what I do. Do I agitate against Joe Biden being president? No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe he was elected legitimately, but I don't know that for a fact. There was a fascinating little moment of left-wing totalitarianism. It happens in every sphere of life. Totalitarians want to control how you think, not only how you act. That's a very revealing aspect of the contemporary scene in America. I have said on many occasions that a lot of nice people do a lot of damage. The human being is divided into two moral realms, macro and micro. It is possible to be 
wonderful in the micro and awful in the macro, it is possible to be wonderful in the macro and awful in the micro. We are truly, morally speaking, there are two of us. And they are, they are sometimes interrelated and they are sometimes not interrelated. So therefore, in making this point, how can nice people vote in despicable people, for example, in America? I always use Minnesota because Minnesota nice is actually a term that is commonly used. People in Minnesota are nice. And then they elect people like Ilan Omar, who is not only not nice, but uh, is in the vanguard of ruining this country. How do people do that? How do people vote to destroy their own cities? Because nice people can do a lot of damage. The, the, so I gave the example. There were nice people who were even slave owners. George Washington was a slave owner. He was not only a nice person, he was a great person. So what did the left do? Like the independent in England, it's a big, it's a big uh, site, yeah. right? But it's left wing. Yeah. yeah. So they headline, Dennis Prager says, Dennis Prager said that uh, slave owners were nice people. It is so typical of the left to do that because truth is not a left wing value. Is that the entirety of what I said? There there were nice people who supported communism, the the greatest mass murder machine in human history. There were nice people who supported, who voted for the Nazis. You think every single German who voted for the Nazis was personally despicable? Most people who voted for the Nazis in the last free election in Germany in 1932 actually were voting on economic bases. Not Jew hatred bases. Some did, clearly, but most voted for economic reasons. But this is too sophisticated for people on the left. If you think sophisticatedly, you can't be a leftist. You could be a liberal, you could be a conservative, you can't be a leftist. The idea that there is a difference between macro and micro is too sophisticated for people on the left, like the independent. Or, as you will hear, the latest uh, attack on me, which is, to say that I don't lose sleep over it is truly an understatement. I don't even think about it when I go to bed. My belief is that being attacked means that the left knows that I am a threat to them, which I am. In my calm, mostly calm, sometimes I get angry, my mostly calm delivery of, of common sense, basically that's what it is. I've got to tell you a great story about the common sense, then I'll play you the, the latest attack that I said that there were some slave owners were nice people, even though the system was vicious. I met a, uh, a tall, strapping, handsome guy in his 30s at Philadelphia airport a couple of years ago walks over to me says I I love your videos and I detected a tiny accent I said where are you from he said Norway I said Norway and you're a conservative and he said I don't know if I'm conservative I just follow common sense and logic it's all you need to do to become a conservative the Dennis Prager show 
Uncle Tom 2 is the eye-opening documentary everyone in America should see. Dennis Prager here and Uncle Tom 2 offers a compelling and brave analysis of the true history of black America. The cultural shift from prosperity, integrity, and faith to its current perceived state of anger, discontent, and victimhood, Uncle Tom 2 offers historical footage, photos, correspondence, and data to reveal the genuine strides of black America in the 20th century. The deliberate Marxist strategy to create racial tension and replace God with government. The NAACP's sinister agenda. The fall of Black Harlem. The truth behind Black Lives Matter and the demoralization of America for political power. Don't miss Uncle Tom 2 from executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone with Brandon Tatum, Vody Bauckham, and Chad O. Jackson. Watch the movie on demand or buy the DVD now at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. So it's too, it's too morally complex for people on the left to say that there are good people who support bad things. And I gave the example describing slavery as vicious. See, among other reasons that you could say that not every slave owner was an evil human being, even though slavery was evil, was, first of all, and most important, it was universal slavery. So the people engaged in a universal practice that they didn't even know, as, as bizarre as it sounds to us, like the ancient Greeks, from whom we theoretically derive, but certainly the word democracy comes from the Greek word, they assumed that slavery was the natural order of life. That is what was assumed by Africans, by Muslims, by Chinese. I mean, it, the... Slavery was assumed to be a given. And where it was wiped out, it was wiped out by our civilization, the Western civilization. Slowly, too slowly, but it was. So I gave the example, as I have on many occasions, that you could support slavery and not and, and have been a nice person, just as people supported communism and even some people voted for the Nazi party who were personally nice people. What does nice mean? That you treat people uh, with decency in your private life, you are loyal to friends, you, you help support your family. All of these are, uh, are possible and still support bad, bad, terrible ideas. Was everybody who gave Stalin the atom bomb, all these Westerners, were they personally despicable? The sum total of their life was despicable, but in day-to-day life, some of them were undoubtedly nice. That's why you shouldn't get confused by, is a person nice? That's important. But it's not the sum total of their moral being. So here are the sophisticated folks at the Young Turks, a very popular left-wing podcast. There were undoubtedly many nice slaveholders in the South. This is not meant facetiously, again. It's meant literally. It's Dennis Prager. 
trying to make a comment about how there were nice slave owners in America. You know, individuals who purchased humans to force them to work for them for free and would beat them, whip them, rape them. So here, nice here's an example. This is a perfect example of truth is not a left-wing value. Does she really believe, I think, that if you whipped and raped someone, you were a nice person? What about the slave owner like George Washington who didn't whip and rape and who then freed them at, upon his death? It, the, also, they, they, of course, played one sentence, not where I describe slavery as vicious, where I speak about the nice people in America who support America destroying leftist causes. They take one line and then imply or even state that I think that if you whipped and raped slaves and beat them, you were a nice person. This is classic. By the way, I announced last week, and I announce it again, I accept the invitation to debate her or both of them or ten of them on their show or my show or anywhere, just for the record. Continue, Sean. Now, uh, you know, what a, what, a great, what a great Christian Dennis Prager is. Why don't we hear more about these so-called so, nice So here's an interesting thing. Of course, I'm Jewish, not Christian. I don't care if she calls me Christian. It shows you how little they know. It's, I'm pretty well known as a Jew. And, and it's, the, they have this one line that was fed to them by some left-wing media service that monitors conservative shows, and they just go with it. They don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about what I stand for, all the good that I have done with my life. I do more good in a day than these people have done in their whole lives, reconciling parents with children, having people increase their happiness, bringing couples together through my male-female hour. It's really remarkable. We'll continue with them in a moment. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. In fact, my column this week is going to be on the question of nice people doing damage. So I gave us an example on a number of occasions that you could have been nice and supported slavery. As you could have been nice and supported communism, the greatest mass murder movement in the history of the world. Nice people do a lot of damage. That's too sophisticated for the left. If you owned a slave, it meant definitionally you were evil. Slavery was evil, therefore you were evil. As I've often noted, what we're going to have is you and I will be assessed as evil uh, in the future because there might be a time when everyone is vegetarian and they will say all the people who ate meat supported an evil system and were evil. But anyway, let's go back to the uh, Dennis Prager and Christians like him. If you, if you had been invited to one of their homes, you, you would have been treated beautifully 
but they supported a vicious system. The left is a vicious system, it's not slavery, although the end result of all leftism is the enslavement of populations, not as in trans... I'm surprised they played this. Slave trade, or um, I, I give them Channel credit. slavery, but in the diminution of human rights and liberties, which is a form of enslavement. Fascinating argument. So first, let's let's address what he's saying piece by piece here, Cenk. So number one, he makes the argument that you know, the whole system of slavery, not so nice, but the people who... I said vicious, not, not so nice. ...that practice what was required of that system in terms of I didn't say slaves. the people, I said some Those people. Those people themselves, even though they <laughs> believed in that system, used mm-hmm. that system to their advantage, they're not, they're not bad people. Some were terrible. They just, you know, <laughs> treated human beings as property... And were vicious to those human beings. Okay, but see, they, they make this people. stuff up. They make this stuff up. The woman lies with the ease at all leftists lie. Truth is not a left-wing value. I can't thank Young Turks enough for supplying me with this evidence. I mean it sincerely. It's not a cute comment. Thank you. I hope you analyze every one of my shows. Did I imply that if you treated slave viciously, you were a nice person? Even hint at it? Continue, please. I mean, they might invite you to your home, to their home, and they'd cook you a nice dinner. They'd be super nice if you were a white American, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let, let me jump in on that one. Um, so if we're being super generous to Dennis Prager, uh, he's saying, well, slavery was vicious. But even so, uh, some of the people who uh, participated in it uh, were nice people. They would treat you nicely. And so don't be fooled by people being nice. Okay, so that's, that's right. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Saying. Don't be fooled but by people who, who are nice. his assumptions. Like, it doesn't even occur to him that anyone in his audience is black. Because... Okay, if this is... Black, this is not- okay, so this is precious. This, I can't... Again, this is just precious. Many in my audience are black. Many in my audience agree with me. I'm a Jew. I wrote a, a, a very highly regarded work on anti-Semitism. I have fought anti, anti-Semitism all of my life. And I acknowledge that there were people who voted for the Nazi party in Germany who were nice. Oskar Schindler, who saved 1,200 Jews, he was one of the heroes when there were very few of them, was a member of the Nazi party. Oskar Schindler was a Nazi, and he saved 1,200 Jews. The human being is complex, not to the left. The moment you understand moral complexity, you leave the left. It's not possible to be morally sophisticated and a leftist. Do I assume there are blacks in my... You know how condescending to blacks that is? Blacks cannot hear anything that is morally complex. (laughs) Oh my God, it's mind-blowing. It's such... The contempt for blacks on the left is so deep. The only systemic racism in this country is from the left. Continue, please. I thank you for this. I've treated you nicely. 
they might have literally taken you out into the back and whipped you or raped you mm-hmm. instantly. That would not have been a very nice way to treat you, right? That's, that's right. Uh, but I'm he, not talking but he about thinks, that. Well, I mean, it would have been nice to me. No, Good enough. It's not what Good I enough, think. right? Uh, so that is among the problems here. Uh, I'm going to get back to his comments on the left and how it's like slavery later because I think that's really important. It is. Um, but I wanted to make one more, uh, just one uh, quick correction. Prager is Jewish, by the way. He's not Christian. And you would be surprised by that because he kisses Christian 24-7. Okay, Why? hold on, hold on, hold on. So Sean is super sensitive. I would have played it. You can use the the word for donkey that is also used for the human behind. It is not on the list of seven words you can't say, but Sean is hypersensitive on this. What am I going to do? I respect him. Because it would have been more powerful for you to hear what he said. I kiss Christians' behinds. That, uh, but he used the synonym for donkey. He's not the first one to say, first leftist to say, with great anger, I'm a Christian lover. This is even worse. I kiss Christians behind. This is priceless. I forgot about this. <laughs> yep. I'm a Jew who kisses Christians behind. Because I happen to think that without a strong Christianity, the country is dead. That makes me a behind kisser, a butt kisser. That's fascinating. The low level of moral discourse on the left is so important for you to realize. These people are are a service to the cause of conservatism. You are All right, it's it's been a pleasure. Maybe uh, we'll play a little more later, but it's the final segment of this hour. It's called The Young Turks, very popular left-wing podcast. Again, I accept the invitation. I made it first. I happily accept an invitation to go on their show, and they come on my show, one or the other, or both. But you see the honesty with which they deal with with thought that they differ with. Moral complexity is unknown on the left, nor intellectual honesty. But that was a great moment. I was He called me a Christian bleep licker. Kisser. Sorry, kisser. Thank you. This is how they handle opposing ideas. It is so par for the course. It's a dark world, the left. All right, let me take some calls here. Ray in Livermore, California, hello. Good morning, Dennis. Thank you for your show and your wonderful staff. This argument they're making has nothing to do with slavery nothing to do with good people or bad people. It has everything to do with taking out a general in the army that preserves Western civilization 
the conservative lifestyle, morals, ethics, values. You, sir, you stand at the gate. You are a guard at the gate. You are protecting the pillars that hold this thing up. And they know they can't take it down without taking a guy like you down first. So you just keep up the good work. You're exactly where you need to be. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm not the only one, thank God, but I agree with that. But but the attempts to take me down are so pathetic. I'm a Christian buttlicker. A kisser. I always got to get that right. Kisser. Fascinating. Are you an environmentalist, but uh, kisser? <laughs> yes, folks. This is Judeo-Christian country. And if the Christians abandoned their Christianity, the country is over. That's correct. You don't have to be, you don't have to be Jewish. You could be a, an agnostic. You could be secular. As, uh, as many thoughtful conservatives are and realize that the death of Christianity in the West is its obituary. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. Last hour, I played for you this terrific preview video on the English Empire and how much good it did without denying any bad stuff that was done. To be morally clear in life, you have to ask the net effect of everything, including your own life. Everybody has made mistakes, has sinned, has whatever term you wish to use, has probably even done some bad things. I don't mean evil, but bad. So in life, you assess yourself, others, institutions, countries, civilizations by their net effect. Was it positive or negative? The net effect of the United States has been overwhelmingly positive. Of course it had bad aspects. It's composed of humans. How could anything be composed of humans and not do bad? It, it, the, the, the simpletonness of, what, of the age in which we live with left dominance... I also read to you from a study just released and unreported in the, in the mainstream media of why it is so unethical, indeed immoral, for colleges to mandate vaccines as they are doing now. It was done by scientists from Harvard, Johns Hopkins, and elsewhere. The study is up at DennisPrager.com. Where do people find it? It's really important that they see this study. So they go to my website and then click on what? The original, the Epic Times piece. Yeah, the Epic Times piece the is... first paragraph is a link. They so there's a link, I mean, but I want to direct people so that they can't miss it. Items discussed on the show, cited, is it under cited, that? Cited. cited on the show. Yeah. Okay. And there's a link in the Epic Times piece to this piece by the scientists. 
You should not allow your child to get a vaccine. I'm sorry. It is wrong. It is medically unwise. It is dangerous. Most people, it doesn't have any effect one way or another. But as the, as the study points out, you're more likely to be hurt as a young person by the vaccine than to be helped in terms of whether you will end up in a hospital or not. The silence of the media on this is, an, is a complicity in a crime, in my opinion. But it is one of many criminal activities of the media because they don't answer to the God of truth. They answer to the God of progressive politics. My article coming out tomorrow, Tuesday is my column day, is about the damage that nice people do to societies. Many nice people do wonderful things for society, but the human being is composed of macro and micro values. They're often not related. They're often related. There are some people who have bad values. There are some nice people with bad values, and there are some people with good values who are not nice. Those of you who think that Donald Trump is not nice think that his values are not nice. That's not true. His values turned out to be terrific as President of the United States. I mean terrific. But for the the world of simplicity, no, that's not true. I love simplicity. For the world of being simpletons of the left, it is the macro and micro are identical. So if you're a nice person, you have nice values. And if you are not nice, you don't have nice values. They don't make this distinction, which is critical. You're... <laughs> oh, God, I feel, I feel like I'm saying things that I... I I must have known in eighth grade because I was I studied religion. So the people doing me this and this program a great service, the Young Turks, and the Independent in England and others reporting. Dennis Prager says they were nice slave owners, which is true, but it's misleading because I called the system vicious. I was making a point as I would with communists; they were nice. People who supported communism, they were nice people, believe it or not, in Germany who voted for Hitler. That's right. It's just a fact. I know it's too complex for people on the left because as soon as they enter complexity, they leave the left. But it's true. Oskar Schindler was a Nazi, a good standing member of the Nazi party, saved 1,200 Jews. Okay, was he a nice guy? Apparently so. Life is complex. This bothers the left. Yes, sex is binary. Sorry. That's just a fact. A scientific fact. 
It's binary with every other animal species, and it's binary in the human species. The last thing I played for you from this attack on me at this popular left-wing podcast was that I am a Christian butt-kisser. They didn't use the word bust, but they used a word that Sean doesn't want me to use, and I don't know why. Why don't, why, what's wrong with it, Sean? What if I say it as a donkey? Okay, so, no, 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 not donkey. If I say ass as donkey. You didn't dump that. So, <laughs> I get, okay, fine. Anyway, it, this is what they describe me as. First, she, there's a duo. She called me a Christian. He corrected her. He's Jewish, Dennis Prager. But he's a Christian butt kisser. You know the contempt for Christians that they must have? Yeah. It's so deep. For good reason. The only major institution standing in the way of the left, the only institution of millions is, is Christianity. And half of Christianity has gone the way of the left, just as with Judaism. To have a Jew who thinks what I just said is true, that Christianity is the last barrier to the left-wing destruction of this civilization, I must be a butt-licker, butt-kisser, sorry, yeah. So we continue. So, and that's where his audience is. So he's like, oh, Christian right is awesome! And oh, just please include me. Please include me. I mean, later when you know Armageddon happens and you murder all the Jews. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, it's that's that's pre- that was precious. That was worth everything. So, all my Christian listeners, this is how the left thinks: if you Armageddon comes and you will murder all the Jews. Is that what about Hindus and atheists also get murdered? You'll murder them. <laughs> where did he? Where did? What book of the New Testament has he read? Uh, I, I, his ignorance of Christianity. I think I know more about Shintoism than he knows about Christianity. And I admit I don't know much about Shintoism. That was. The, I tell you, I always think, oh, that it was worth playing it just for that, and then I, the next one. So, what a dummy I am that I support evangelical Christians and conservative Catholics and Mormons, and they're going to all murder me when Armageddon comes. Okay, continue. I actually didn't know that uh, because of all the kissing he does to Christians. That's pretty surprising. Um, But, you know, I can kind of understand why Prager, based on... First of all, the lack of logic, but also it seems like he's sedated. And that makes me understand why he would run away from all the leftists who have challenged him to a debate, myself included, by the way. Uh, See, they lie. uh, Before this was broadcast, I said, I invited her on a debate on the previous broadcast she made. (laughs) Oh, my God. It would be it'd be precious. Let's we got to arrange it. 
I go on their show, they come on my show, one or the other. Just be terrific. I would even travel there. I don't know where the there is, but I would. Oh, yeah? Oh, great. They're here in L.A.? That's even better. Having a joy here of clarifying in their own words the morally confused world of the left is a left-wing podcast called Young the Young Turks, T-Y-T, and they're attacking me for saying that just as there are nice people who supported all sorts of evils, there were even nice people who were slave owners. It's too morally complex an idea for the left in their simpleton universe. And so let's see, I am a Christian Kisser, and what was the last? What was the last point there? Do you remember? What was the guys? Do you remember the last? That was also a, that was another winner. Oh yeah, Armageddon. Uh, oh yeah, when Armageddon comes, I will be murdered by Christians. There you go. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, the, the absurdity of it aside from there's no basis for it. It's just a calumny against Christians. But why why would he care? He doesn't believe in an Armageddon. So he he's arguing that something that will never happen will hurt me. Deep. <laughs> okay, continue give you some more of what he had to say. So this is not the first time that Prager has equated benign things um, to slavery. So for instance, him mentioning leftism or leftist ideology as something that's as evil and terrible as slavery. He was previously condemned for claiming unvaccinated Americans are the most hated group of people since slavery in an attack on COVID vaccinations in November of last year. By the way, I would be shocked if Dennis Prager wasn't fully vaccinated. Absolutely shocked. Okay, I, I hold bet on. You anything he is. She'll bet anything. I, let me take the bet. <laughs> I'll bet you my house that I have never been vaccinated against COVID. They live in a make-believe world on the left. Do you understand? By the way, I was a hundred percent right. In the United States. The most hated group, certainly of my lifetime, have been unvaccinated Americans. You, you folks forget now. It was announced by the President of the United States that the, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If you're dying of COVID, it is because of unvaccinated Americans. Can you get more hated than that? We are killers, the unvaccinated. In Canada, they could not go on airplanes. They could not go on trains. They could not go on buses. Places they couldn't eat. The hatred for the unvaccinated by the morons of the left, by the despicable haters that dominate left-wing thinking, has been unprecedented in my lifetime. And that's a long lifetime. That's correct. I, I, I stand by that. The hatred for the unvaccinated. We're killers. We kill children. 
We kill adults. We kill the elderly. We're murderers. We deserve to have no place in, in polite society. Okay, so much for that. And yes, I am not vaccinated. So let's see. She thought I'm a Christian. She thinks I'm vaccinated. I always say, we know all about them. They know nothing about us. We are caricatures to them. Because if we were real, they would have to actually answer our arguments. Continue, please. Um, And remember, this is the guy who just last week was talking about how the most evil people who need to be controlled are women. Okay. Because women... The distortion is, is so dishonest. I said that women are disproportionately doing damage to America. It's a fact. 92% of kindergarten teachers are women. What is happening in kindergartens is vile. The sexualization of children that these people at the Young Turks support is, is astonishing. That's all I wrote. Okay. Continue. Continue, please. Uh, are overwhelmingly represented in jobs like teaching. And he thinks that teachers, like there's grooming students is prevalent. I never used the word grooming. I never used it. That's his logic. There's no evidence for that. Absolutely no evidence, no statistics, nothing that he can point to. This is a lie. This is just a lie. In in big city uh, schools, one after another, there's there are LGBTQ curricula for little children. Oh, you say it's not just big cities. Okay, fair enough. You really want to talk to kids about non-binary? You want to have? Uh, I guess she supports drag queen story hour for five-year-olds. I think it's incredibly damaging. And yes, you want a statistic? 92% of kindergarten teachers are female. What other statistic would you like? Continue, please. You'd approve that. But his whole mission in life is to go around defaming all sorts of innocent people because he's terrified of women for some reason, probably because women no, are I'm terrified, terrified of, him. of I'm terrified of the left. Women are terrified of me. Okay, I love that. I love these things. Women are terrified of me. Not Left-wing women can't stand me, and left-wing men can't stand me. It has nothing to do with sex. But it's fine. Well, it's to her credit, then. If she'll debate me and she's terrified of me, it's really good. Are we almost done? Or we run out of time? Yes. We continue on the Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. I'll continue later or tomorrow with the uh, the finale the finale of the Young Turks and me. Still hoping we'll debate. I'm I'm very up for it. I just want to tell some of my callers that uh, 
like James and William, I want to take you about the airlines and mandates on the vaccine. Again, folks, the study is up of the professors at Harvard, at Johns Hopkins, and elsewhere on, on how you should not vaccinate young people. Completely ignored by the mainstream media, which lie by omission as much as by commission. I have a guest now, the uh, mainstream Judaism, mainstream Protestantism and Catholicism have been taken over by the left, and so fewer and fewer people attend those churches and synagogues because they don't have a message that is uplifting or consonant with their religion. It's just that sad. Leftism and Judaism are antithetical. Leftism and Christianity are antithetical. Leftism and goodness are antithetical. So on occasion, I bring to your attention pastors, and I don't think I've done it with priests yet, I should, and now a rabbi who is a reform rabbi. Judaism has three major denominations, Reform, Conservative, Orthodox. The Orthodox are the, the equivalent in terms of their space in the religion to evangelical Christians. They would be the right wing of Judaism, the, the, uh, the non-mainstream, if you will, the non-liberal denominations. And I'll give you one example of what has happened in Reform Judaism. It's probably happened in conservative as well, because they're almost identical. And there is a major synagogue that I know of. Someone sent me a letter from the rabbi, one of the biggest reform synagogues in America. And he signed the letter, which had nothing to do with the issue, with his preferred pronouns. The Torah tells us that God made the human being, the Bible, the Torah, the first five books of the Torah, Male and female, he created them. And that a man shall, it's a law in the Torah, a man shall not wear women's clothing. So if you take the Torah seriously, you can't be in the non-binary school. But Reform and Conservative Judaism, for the most part, have, have become believers in that. Here is a Reform rabbi that I have become aware of in Springfield, Ohio, between Columbus and Dayton, Rabbi Carrie Cosberg, a rare Reform rabbi, Temple Shalom in Springfield, Ohio. Rabbi Cosberg, in a nutshell, what has happened to your movement in Judaism? In a nutshell, it's gone way to the left, which is, Dennis, why I'm, I refer to myself as a recovering reform rabbi. Um, I was ordained at HUCJIR in Cincinnati. Hebrew um, Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion. Union College, right. Um, one of my uh, professors, Rabbi Jacob Petakovsky, uh, was on the traditional side. But one of the things that I learned when I was in seminary was that Judaism, Reform Judaism, was a big tent. And I had classmates who leaned 
to the left uh, to the more classical reform. And I had classmates, which included myself, that leaned more toward the tradition um, and trying to understand reform Judaism in tension between um, being committed to traditional practices and to personal autonomy. Um, and we were all welcomed there. I think today the movement has moved from being a big tent to being what I call a bunker of concrete progressivism. Uh, there is really very little room for dissenting opinions, particularly if they are politically conservative. Um, I have friends who on rabbinic chats have been um, ostracized, canceled, put into excommunication, if you will, uh, and particularly around political, you know, political uh, issues that touch on uh, what Reform Jewish uh, teaching now is. Do you have any kindred spirits in the reform movement? A few. I can probably count them on uh, on five fingers. I have, unfortunately, I have uh, classmates who, in conversation with me, have um, basically told me they no longer want to be uh, friends with me. They don't really want to debate me or or even discuss things. Uh, and as you well know, when people on that side of the aisle begin to disagree with you, they won't really debate you, they'll just start name-calling. I want to hear what you're called in a moment. Rabbi Kerry Cosberg in, in Ohio, a conservative reform rabbi, one of the only ones in the country. Hi everybody, Dennis Prager here. I like to bring to your attention Christian pastors, Catholic priests, rabbis, who are on the traditional side and battling within their movement. So if I had a conservative, let's say, Episcopalian on, I would be delighted to speak to him or her. I have a rare, rare, rare catch here. A reform rabbi who is traditional and conservative and he says he can count the number of colleagues who agree with him on the fingers of one hand. Rabbi Carrie Cosberg, Temple Shalom, Springfield, Ohio. So you say you've lost a lot of your friends, like people, fellow rabbis you graduated with from Hebrew Union College where you were ordained. And what do they, what do they think has happened to you? Well, it's interesting you should ask that because when I started at the college, Dennis, I was already very traditional. I wore um, my head cover was all the time. I kept uh, kosher. I kept a fairly traditional Shabbat. I wore, you know, the the talit katan, the the traditional garment with the four fringes. Um, and one of the professors at the time actually asked me if I had ever read the Philip Roth story, Eli the Fanatic. So he was poking fun at me at the time. Uh, so my, my, my colleagues and my classmates always knew as I was on the traditional side. I think when, when the political issues started, they weren't really surprised, but they were concerned that I wasn't following the usual um, trend to stay on the left and the liberal and now the more progressive side of the movement. 
Um, Do you have an idea? Uh, is there cognitive dissonance among your colleagues? But you, you may not know because you may not be in touch with many. But to the extent that you know of your movement in Judaism, the progressive, the progressives outside of Judaism are anti-Israel. Does this bother the average Reform rabbi? That's a very good question. Um, a lot of the younger Reform rabbis now um, are very much anti-Israel. Um, it's my generation, maybe the, the, the rabbis older than me, younger than me by a, a, a maybe 10 years, uh, still have traditional ideas and traditional support. But you have to remember, a lot of the, the younger rabbis were born after 1973. Uh, they don't really know about the Six-Day six War. They didn't live through the Yom Kippur War. All they know is Israel has always been oppressing, so to speak, the, the Palestinians. Uh, and so you have a lot of rabbis now who are members of J Street, uh, Truwa, uh, and all of these, um, these organizations that tend to side with Israel's enemies. And um, unfortunately, that's not an insignificant number from what I understand. And that that's in the reform movement, the conservative movement, the reconstructionist movement. Well, I learned that you uh, watch my synagogue in L.A. on Zoom each Shabbat. Is that correct? I do. I try to. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. After I, you know, it's three hours difference. So when I come home from where I uh, go to shul, and I, I, I go to shul at Chabad uh, here on uh, Saturday morning, uh, where I'm the, 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 the guard at the door also, uh, and I come home and I, I tune into you. And uh, it's always tremendously edifying and uplifting because uh, there's real Torah being spoken. you got to visit us one day in, 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 in person. I, I plan to do that. We'll let you guard the door. <laughs> with with pleasure. Would you like anybody to read anything you've written or go to a website? It, it just, uh, it's I appreciate up at, that. Oh, it's up at DennisPrager.com, I'm told. But go ahead, yeah. Okay, well, the, uh, my uh, issue with the reform movement uh, is uh, in a an online magazine called The White Rose. It was part of a symposium on um, challenging Jewish leadership. Uh, which is an organization uh, started by Charles Jacobs and Avi Goldwasser. Um, it, the, the, the title of my article is uh, The Reform Movement Left Me. I'm also very uh, passionate about um, Jews learning how to defend themselves, and I have several blogs uh, uh, on Times of Israel about that. Wonderful. It's all up again at, at DennisPrager.com. It's an honor to meet you, Rabbi Cosberg. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. I'm wishing you a happy New Year. Well, same to you. Thank you. By the way, folks, talking about New Year, the Jewish New Year, the High Holy Days are coming up. I have been conducting very, I think, beautiful and meaningful services, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, for the last 15 years. If you'd like to come... Uh, or if you would like to stream it, Salem is streaming it again this year. If you'd like to come in person, all of that is up at DennisPrager.com. There is a link to tickets where it says cited on the show. 
Okay, that's important. Or send me an email, but it's best if you do it directly. And the streaming is important. Many non-Jews watch this or even attend. The interesting thing about the Jewish New Year is that it is believed in Judaism that it is the world's new year, not the Jews' new year alone. It's a it's a universal holiday, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The belief is that God judges everybody, not just Jews. It's very big stuff. And we need the big stuff because it's being shattered. So we had a um, somebody... I had asked to stay on. I don't blame him for hanging up, but I just, at least the other one did. William in Big Canoe, Georgia. Hello. How are you, sir? Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. As you were describing yourself earlier, I would say you were stoically sagacious. Stoically sagacious? That's Indeed. a riot. I like that. I'm stoically sagacious. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Now, what was your question about pilots and being that? Yeah, so I wanted to know, we were talking about where there is mandates. Does it exist in your industry? Hold on. I'll get your answer as soon as we come back. All right, I'm very curious what the story is. How many places are like colleges now with this vicious, destructive, unethical, immoral demand that you can't be a student if you're not vaccinated. So is it true? I was curious. We mentioned some professions. What other, other than college, what did we say? Where did they have, where are there still mandates? Did we, didn't we say something? The oh, the military. Yeah. So we were curious about airlines. So, so go on. You're, you're, uh, you're, are you a pilot? Yes, I am, for one of the major airlines uh, in the Atlanta area. Great. I hope I, uh, I I board one of your planes. I do, too. You'll have to fly internationally because the plane I fly is, uh, mm-hmm. is strictly international at this time. Okay. So what's the story? Do you ha- Are you required to be vaccinated to be a pilot now? During the... Uh, re- the height of the restrictions, we were not required to be vaccinated. The company did require an additional um, medical payment from each individual who was not vaccinated. Certain destinations would not allow us in country, and other destinations would quarantine us to our hotel rooms. Wow. What is the story today? The story today is uh, I, my wife, Cecilia, and our daughter are unvaccinated. Our four sons are vaccinated. So in my uh, personnel file, it shows that I'm unvaccinated. And there are certain countries that they will not schedule me to fly into. Such as? Such as Canada. Oh, that's right. I still can't get into Canada. She, the young Turk woman, would, would bet anything that I'm vaccinated. I gave she a, would she would lose that bet. She yeah, she would. Oh, Canada, yes. Well, I mentioned this one of the. Listen, you're a joy. Thank you for calling. It means a lot. A lot of pilots are, uh, shall I say, uh, very very kind to me. When I walk through airports or go on planes, which is constant. 
All right. By the way, I have a great speech coming up this Thursday night in, in the L.A. area for the Jewish Republican Alliance. And especially uh, young conservative Jews, tell them about the speech because they can meet each other. <laughs> but uh, Jew or not Jew, you'll, you'll really get a kick out of it. The info is up at DennisPrager.com. It's this Thursday night. Okay, everybody, I want you to look at the study by professors at Harvard and elsewhere on how damaging the mandate to students to get vaccinated is. It's, a, it's what the colleges have done to this country is truly unforgivable. See you tomorrow. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.